0: Welcome to Bar Chat Shorts, where we share with you small sections of conversation taken from past episodes. On this episode of Shorts, we're going back over a year to my conversation with the gastrophysicist Professor Charles Spence. In this clip, Charles explains the link between taste, colour, shapes and sound, and advises how we can manipulate drinks and the drinking environment to accentuate sweet, sour, salty, bitter and umami. Going back to colour, because I find this one particularly fascinating, mm-hmm. um, are there any sort of go-to rules of thumb in terms of how to emphasise sweetness, saltiness, bitterness, umami, um, sourness with colour? So we, we talked about red being a,
1: a, you know, a powerful in, t- in respect of sweetness. I think we, we do, uh, in this almost synesthetic way, all of us associate sounds and shapes and colours and textures with tastes Um, and so for sweet then from our research it's sort of a pinkish red i'd say or sort of white and red are very powerful cues of sweetness Uh, sweetness is also very round in shape so if i'm trying to emphasize sweetness i'll also use round typeface if i'm on the menu or a round shape for my garnish maybe Mm. Um, whereas uh, salty bitter sour are all angular shapes Mm. Sour is angular and asymmetric, whereas bitter is angular and symmetric. And we've got all this stuff uh, sort of studied. And in terms of colors, then for salty blue and white uh, were the most commonly associated. And if you can get both colors in, two colors seem to be better than one. Mm. Okay. For for, for sour, uh, 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 green, but if you can get yellow and green, that, you know, green sounds good vegetable. Yeah or it could be limes, but yellow and green, then it's lemon and lime and yeah. it has to be sour. And that's what I'm a uh, bitter, then it's sort of a brownie black, it's a bird toast, it's dark chocolate, it's um, Guinness, it's uh, yeah, brownie black and maybe purple as well. Umami, uh, a little harder to say because most of our participants tend to be from Western countries and they don't really know what umami is. So they can't really bring anything to mind. Uh, and we have yet to do the study in, in, in Japan, say, where I guess everyone has a, a, mm. a mental image and a desire for that umami note. Probably like shapes, brownie colour, really? I would think. Yeah, probably brownie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe round as well. Um, put on the right sort of music. We've got sweet music, we've got sour music, we've got spicy music, we've got creamy music, uh, vanilla, citrus. And the
0: music, so... Are these do, are they appropriate musics for those taste sensations? Yes. Are they sort of do they, do they sort of have a connection with the sort of type of taste and the the place, the the country, or the culture it might have come from, or is it um, more to do with the musical that, that, instruments themselves and the sounds? Uh, of- and the
1: sounds we've got around sort of musical menus of uh, so uh, for bitter tastes, uh, people associate really low pitched sounds with bitter, bitter is dark it's low pitched it's heavy it's dark colors like black uh sweet is tinkling and high pitched more piano uh clarinet for a, a bit of a, uh acidity also high pitched uh, and so we've got dissonant and we've got this sort of music over here with the pitch the instrument whether it's the roughness of the music the ambitus and i'm not a musician but um uh the um tempo and all of these things sort of listed out and then you can either try and pick music off the shelf that has those properties, piano, tinkling, high pitch. Okay, I've got, I don't know, Mike Holdfield, Tubular Bells, or saint Carnival of the Animals or something. Uh, or increasingly we're sort of working with sound designers and uh, and uh, composers uh, to actually create music specifically for a taste or a, a drink experience. So that as, you know, you, t- you taste a drink or, or eat a chocolate or something, you have like a a flavor journey and we can map that out, ask people, just tell me every second or every five seconds, what are you getting now? Maybe it starts off sweet, but then goes a bit astringent and then ends on a a sour note um, and the floral things kick in. And for each of those elements in a taste, we can then match the right instrument, put it all together, uh, and then have that soundscape while you're tasting and Mm. create this, and we're, we're, and just because we're so difficult we find it so hard to structure our thoughts about what we're tasting to describe them because it's so complex we don't have the words for smells and tastes really uh having sort of a musical accompaniment can have, sort of help structure yeah so sometimes we'll say okay whenever you hear the harps that's candied orange uh, whenever you um hear this other instrument that's ginger biscuits and then we can make musical compositions and whenever you hear the harp, you suddenly think, okay, Candid Orange. And then you, just like when, I, when, the, when, they, when the wine expert prompts you, you're going to taste this, the mintiness. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you can do it in this almost synesthetic way, but sort of draw your attention to something through through, through music and where this comes from. Why is bitter low pitch? Hmm. No one knows. Um, I've, got my, I've got my just-so story, uh, which is I bet it's universal that because if you look at newborn babies... Um, if you stick a sweet taste on the tongue of a newborn baby, it'll go, it will lick to ingest the calories for, for growth. Put a bitter taste on a newborn baby's tongue, and the tongue will go out and down, eject. We're born to think bitter is potentially bit, uh, poisonous. Yeah. And so, um, if you think about the sort of sounds babies make with the tongues out and down, slightly different in <laughs> pitch, and we all do that, and our brain just picks up these correlations that you know that green is sour, that red is sweet in nature, that babies make. Ugh, sounds with bitter taste and ugh, sounds with sweet taste, and chimps do that, humans do that, rats do that. Um, it's everywhere in the world. It's just a statistic of nature, a link between taste and sound. And it's for that reason maybe that that sweet tastes are high pitched. If you like that six minute clip,
0: you're going to love the 60 minute episode I recorded with Charles, which is packed to the rafters with fascinating insights into the human flavor physiology. Be sure to check it out on the Bar Chat podcast feed. And if you haven't already, make sure you become a Diageo Bar Academy member. It's free. Head over to diageobaracademy.com for the latest industry news, events, and inspiration. And subscribe to get it emailed to you.